It's time to talk buffs with CU voice Mark Johnson on the Jim Davis Show on the team. And with us right now from Los Angeles, the voice of the Buffaloes, Mark Johnson. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Jim, good morning. Well, I'm, I'm in Los Angeles. How do you think I am? <laughs> I know. It's... Um, it's not one of your favorite places. I get that. I I haven't been there nearly as much as you, but the few times I've been there, I, I couldn't wait to get out of there, to be quite honest. But uh, you know, there's the, the the weather's nice, right? That is true. Yeah, that that is certainly true. Every time you come here, it's beautiful. And yesterday we got up the plane, and I think it was you know 57 degrees or something, which is perfect for me. And so, yeah, that is awful nice. There are other. I, I told my my little girl years ago. When she first got married, her husband was in the Navy down at Camp Pendleton. She was all excited about living in California. I said, sweetheart, the problem with living in California is you've got to live in California. And uh, she realized after about six months what I was talking about. But it is beautiful, no doubt about that. Yeah, there's the, the weather's fantastic. There's the ocean. And then there's, well, lots of flooding right now. And when it's wildfire season, so there's... we're. We're so lucky to live in Colorado. That's all I have to say. I feel amen to that. Yeah, feel this. This is God's country where we are, where we live, sir. That's there's no doubt about that. Uh, For the Buffaloes, it's been a nice stretch. Um, You know, KJ Simpson was out. You know, one game where he was sick, and that's where Tristan De Silva's really picked it up. I actually had the chance to uh, do an interview with Tad Boyle the other day, talking about uh, this stretch right now. Really enjoyed that conversation with Tad, and defensively after you know the, the Cal game and he referenced the the Jekyll and Hyde you know way his team has been they've been more Dr. Jekyll than Mr. Hyde as of lately especially Mark on the defensive end they've been phenomenal I mean just fantastic when you think about it I mean those last two ball games you, you he may have referenced this number you know they gave up 83 points combined in the two games against the Oregon schools you've got to go back to the World War II era in the mid to late uh, 40s to find two games of Buffs have played in conference play where they've given up fewer points in back-to-back games. I mean, that, that, that's saying something. And so they're playing right now, I think, their best basketball. They've won seven of eight. Those two defensive performances against the Oregon schools were phenomenal. Let's hope that that continues if they continue to play that way, as we've talked about. They can play with anybody in America. And, and I think what they've got tonight with this USC game, that's kind of a – Oh, it's, it's one of those contests that, uh, you know, Ted likes referred to about separation games. You've got a chance here with a team that that's record is nearly what yours is. The numbers are eerily similar when you look at these two teams. And they've really got a chance to kind of separate themselves a little bit and, and continue to push towards the upper echelon of the Pac-12. And there's some history between these two teams, isn't there? There's a, there's a, little, there's a little history, a little juice, a little, uh, little chippiness between the Trojans and the Buffaloes. Yeah, and it goes back to a number of years ago when Andy Enfield first got here. And it was a pretty heated game going back and forth. And then Enfield called a timeout in a lopsided game uh, very late. There was 30 seconds or something. And one of those kind of rubbing your nose kind of things. And then that started some back and forth between the coaches. And then, of course, uh, when, when the bus came in here a few years ago, and, and the, they stole one from a very good USC team. I remember they were a top 10 team, I think, at the time, as I recall. And, and Tad really celebrated. Um, and and then, of course, there were some comments about that FBI investigation that was going on where Tad beat, uh, you know, I think it was USC, and then made the comment, someone says, it's sweeter when you beat one of these teams. He goes, oh, yeah, certainly. And, and that didn't go over well with Andy Enfield. And so there, there's – and that's the way great rivalries always begin. There's got to be something organic. You can't force it. And, and there's there's a little bit of back and forth between these two programs, and it's, it's – uh, 
it's calloused over, but there's certainly a wound underneath there. And so it's it's always a little bit extra juice when these two teams get together. Voice the Buffalo's Mark Johnson joining us today from L.A. We'll have the Buffaloes taking on USC tonight, right here on the team pregame at 6.30. And look, there are Buffalo players that say, USC is our biggest rival. It's it's not Utah, it's not anybody else. It's USC, yep. and obviously the, the history you just referenced, a big reason why these two programs really kind of circle this date when they play each other on the calendar. Yeah, and, and you know, it, it, it starts with those two coaching staffs. I mean, they they've uh, got a little animus for for each other and so even though the players continue to you know turn over as they graduate and move on um it, it continues to live and so i, I yeah there, there's something there i like it i mean it's fun even from my standpoint i know that uh, tonight when, when you know i sit down and put the, the headphones on i'm getting ready to to really chronicle this thing because uh, it generally gets interesting when these two get together and there's always a little bit back and forth and so i i I think it's, I always say, Jim, we're in the interesting business, and this is a really interesting game for me every year. Oh, no doubt about it. Between these two teams, Buffs are 11 and 6, 3 and 3 in the Pac 12. USC's 11 and 5, 3 and 2 in the Pac 12 right now. You referenced the numbers, how, how just eerily similar these two teams are. USC's third in the Pac 12, uh, 0.461 uh, field goal percentage. Buffs are fifth, uh, 4.56. Trojans, seventh in the league in three point percentage. Buffs are fifth. They they both have not been particularly good defending three point shots though, and that's the 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 one weakness that these two teams have had. Yeah, and, and, and you know that continues to be a problem. And you know it was interesting. I saw a number I don't recall the last night when I was doing some prep work here in the uh, in the hotel room that you know in the games they've won their three point field goal percentage has been very good. Don't remember what the numbers were, but uh, when they have lost, it's been very bad. And so yeah, they, they each of these teams is I think they're both talented. Uh, I think they're both good basketball teams. I think they both can be great basketball teams when they're playing very well, and, and then they can stink it up a little bit when when they're not. You know, USC's lost two games in a row right now, and and so they're going to be obviously be hungry tonight. And then you then you throw in the Mike Bone factor in this whole thing as well, right? He was right. He's got a lot of director now. He's got a lot of director out at USC, and so yeah, I, I, I'm really looking forward to this one. I mean, this is a fun road trip, even though I don't like hanging out in LA. You've got that going on with USC, and then on Saturday we're going to see a top ten team at UCLA at one of the great basketball venues in the country. So, in that regard, just the basketball aspect of this trip is always a great trip. And looking at USC, Boogie Ellis is really good; he's their leading scorer. Uh, but but Drew Peterson's had a really good season. He's right now their their second leading scorer. A uh, couple of guys that really uh, are are the the guys that uh, get things going for the Trojans offensively. Yeah, Peterson's the guy to me that, that really makes things. Boogie Ellis is a fine player, no doubt about that. But but Peterson, he's six foot nine, uh, plays a point guard position much of the time. Uh, very skilled. Uh, he's got a little edge to him as well. He's kind of the guy, in my view, that that, that really kind of makes them go. And you know, there's there's talent around to make no mistake about it. You know, thank goodness the Mobley brothers are gone. I was tired of seeing those two NBA guys out there every time we played USC, but. Uh, yeah, Pete Peterson, in my view, is the guy that, that really kind of gets them going, and, and he's such a difficult matchup because he is six foot nine and handles the ball so well, and he can shoot, and he can put it on the floor. So, yeah, he, he's the guy that, that I really focus on when the game gets underway. So, I have the game tonight, pregame at six thirty from the Galen Center, uh, University of Colorado Buffaloes at USC on the team tonight. And so, Mark, I did see on Facebook a picture uh, with a couple of former Buffs you ran into out in LA. Yeah, yesterday, in fact, uh, as it turned out, uh, when we got to town, we had an early flight yesterday. We got on out here, and the Dallas Mavericks were sharing the practice facility. They were in one of the other gyms. We were down in the main court, and uh, lo and behold, here's a couple of Buffaloes, McKinley Wright and uh, 
uh, Spencer Dinwiddie uh, came rolling on down, and so we got a chance to chat chat with them a little bit. It was great to see them, you know, interacting. Especially, you know, Ken comes in and knows everybody on the team essentially. He's only been out a couple of years. Spencer's been gone. Boy, it was kind of surprising. We talked about that. He said to me, "I said something about it. I go, don't tell me you've been playing for a decade." He goes, "Yeah, nine years now uh, in the NBA." And so it was great to see those two. There's two great number 25s for the Colorado Buffaloes under Tan Boyle. And it was just kind of cool. And then we got a chance to do a little interview and, and uh, take that picture. And, and just great to see those two guys. Because when you think about Tad's 13 years, uh, you know, at the helm of Colorado basketball, he's had some great point guards. Uh, Nate Tomlinson's going to fall in there. But certainly the two guys we saw yesterday are as good as any of them. One of them has become a legitimate big time NBA player in Spencer Dinwiddie. And, and, uh, you know, Ken is on his way to doing that. But uh, it's kind of cool you got two buffs on that one team. And I asked him at one point, I said, does it ever hit you that the fact that the two of you are on the court at the same time on occasion? And Spence said, you know, it is kind of neat. He said, I don't have time to think about it a lot, but every once in a while, you know, he'll hit me with a pass and I'll hit a three or I'll hit him. And he goes, speaking of Ken, going down the lane, hits a layup or something. And I think to myself, that's, that's my buff brother out there. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, I, I watched here a while back. Uh, McKinley was in the G League here a while back before getting uh, promoted to the Mavericks. So it was uh, it's like, hey, I, I, I know that guy. It's McKinley Wright yep. out there playing uh, in, the, in the G League. So it's great that he's now Spencer Dinwiddie uh, in Dallas. Uh, Mark Johnson joining us today from L.A. Hey, did, have you, call. did you catch that, that, that video here a short time ago with the Celtics and the Mavs play? It was just last week when, when Spence went down the lane. It was I mean, he was going to throw one down hard. And Derek White comes out of nowhere oh, yeah. and swats the ball away. It was one of the, you know, one of those cool things because both those guys. There's another guy that's a legitimate NBA big time player right now. So it's just kind of cool to see those two uh, do that. Yeah, it's, it's great. To, yeah, see all these former buffs now playing at the NBA level, and and not just being you know last man on the bench guys that are big time yeah. contributors, outstanding players in the league. Uh, of course, Mark will have uh, CU USC tonight here on the team at six thirty. One final thing, we step over to Buffs football for just a moment. Yeah. Right now, CU number one in the transfer rankings with uh, certainly Hunter, a big part of that, uh, transferring from Jackson State. But uh, Colorado, I think, I think Mark, from a transfer portal standpoint, from a recruiting standpoint, has probably, I think, exceeded most people's expectations. Uh, Coach Prime has done a heck of a job. Oh, it's, it's been amazing to watch. And, and I don't think he's done. You know, that, that's, a, that's the thing about it. I mean, he could, t- you know, first off, you know, think about this week in Colorado football. Uh, he was featured on the pregame show on the national championship game, right, wearing buff gear and prime gear. Uh, then the next morning he was on CBS, the CBS morning show on CBS network television. Um, he was on the cover of GQ. And so what have we talked about? We didn't hire a coach. We hired a celebrity who coaches. And he is bringing exposure. That's beyond anything that I ever imagined when he, when he took this job. It really is something to watch. And that's translating into then getting young men to commit to the program. You mentioned number one of the transfer portal in the country right now. <clears throat> and then uh, top 25, anyway, certainly at this point in time, but I think uh, growing as time goes on here, uh, overall from a recruiting standpoint. So um, he's making his mark. You know, we, we did hear, you know, he mentioned, I guess, that ASU thing. Uh, on the pregame show, and apparently that got next. There was no waiver granted, so maybe that's not going to happen. That's the only, only I guess, uh, you know, step back, if you will, the program took this week. But, uh, yeah, pretty impressive all the way around. I mean, it's, it's just amazing. And I, I saw the video where he met one of the Ralphie handlers because Coach Prime had some concerns about Ralphie because he thought yep. he was going to get ran over by Ralphie. Uh, it was good, though. Taylor Stratton is actually the Ralphie coordinator. Yeah, she's the one that handles everything. And, and her office is right across the hallway from I here at the Champion Center. And, 
And, uh, yeah, it was good that uh, in prime. In fact, I was giving Rick George a little hard time the other day. He and I did something together, and I said, you know, how, how did you not sit down and explain this whole Ralphie thing to Prime before you hired him? I mean, really? He thought he was going to have to run in front of the Buffalo? No, 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 that's not the way it works. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Taylor was able to kind of uh, ease his concerns, if you will, that uh, Ralphie would run out with the trained handlers. Uh, prime of the team would run afterwards, as we well know, and, and, and there's no danger there whatsoever. Yeah, so that was that was kind of funny, and kind of comical, but uh, they got they worked through those issues. Yeah, now, Coach Prime and the coaching staff not required to be the ones to run him out there or run her out there. No. Excuse me, no, no, not not gonna not gonna happen at all. Uh, well, it wouldn't be the safest thing in the world, and and uh, even though we are talking about one of the finest athletes in the history of mankind, there uh, at 55 years old with some of the physical things he's gone through, no, no, I don't think that would be good for you know back in the day. He'd probably well outrun Ralphie potentially. Oh, yeah, uh, easily. Yeah, but but uh, not 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 now. No, that's that's probably not no. the case as a fifty-five year old man. So we're not expecting <laughs> those days are gone. I know probably tonight they'll acknowledge uh, the passing of Charles White, Heisman Trophy winner, uh, who we found out has has passed away. Oh, I don't heard that. Is yeah. There yes. No, oh, that's too bad. Yeah, uh, phenomenal, legendary player, obviously, and and uh, that's uh, how old was he? Did you know sixty-four. How many? 64. 50, okay. No, say, right. 64. 64, all right. Still, still, still for guys our age, uh, all of a sudden that's not nearly as old as No, <laughs> no it's not. No. Uh, our condolences uh, to his family. Uh, a great, great player. and Well, they just don't give that Heisman Trophy away. So if you win that, you're, you're pretty darn good. And, and uh, you did. And that's, that's sad news today. All right, Mark. Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks for joining us from L.A. Have a, a great call tonight and on Saturday as well. And uh, we welcome you back to uh, the Centennial State as soon as possible. I will look forward to that. I'll look forward to talking to you next week. All right. Take care, Mark. Mark Johnson joining us today from Los Angeles. Buffs and USC tonight right